Welcome on into the 2-3 podcast. I'm Cam, that is Zach, Georgetown Preview Edition. Georgetown sucks. We hate Georgetown here at the 2-3, and here in the Syracuse fandom, we hate Georgetown. They are terrible, but it always it's always nice, Zach, when they're like awful, and we come into it, you know, hopefully flying high off of a nice little win. And it, it's just so nice to beat up, you know, those those idiots from from D.C. area. They they literally like have free games. You can just go there when you live in D.C. That's so sad. That is very sad. I don't know if anyone else saw, but their game against Siena, which they did win. They barely won, but they did win, was free to any D.C. residents, which if that's not all time low, I don't know what it is. But uh, Georgetown, nonetheless, is uh, coming to Houston. Actually, you know what, Zach? It's 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 pretty. It's, it gets even sadder. Okay, their attendance for that game was three thousand five hundred and twenty-six. So they even gave out free tickets, and still nobody would come. But anyways, the Hoyas—they are five and five on the year. They're coming off, like Zach said, a seventy-five to sixty-eight win over Siena. And even though Georgetown does suck, they did beat us last year. And that's that's definitely concerning because they I mean, they're they're on pace to shatter last year's win total. They went six and twenty five, but still it's it can be a trap game with with these kind of games, especially when it's this big of a rivalry and, you know, has a ton of history going on. So definitely could be a trap game with Georgetown. But nonetheless, Georgetown is coming to town and it's time to beat up on little brother Zach. It definitely is. This is uh this is a little bit of a revenge game. I do agree that this is a little bit of a trap game. Like you said, this rivalry has so much history to it, and somehow, no matter what, even when Georgetown goes six and twenty-five and you know doesn't win a game after they beat us last year, they still manage to beat us. So somehow, you know, this is always a good competition. It's always close. I don't remember the last time it's been like a blowout in the last few years here. So. I expect a decent game, and you know they, they have some good talent. All the all their guys are transfers coming in, so there's some talent. New squad, you know they're five and five. Like Cam said, you know they're on pace to you know do pretty well this year. So it it could be a game. You know gotta gotta give them a little respect there, and um, definitely don't fall into trap here. Their biggest games came uh, a couple games ago. They had an OT loss against South Carolina. South Carolina is not very good this year, but they are a bigger program. Um, and then they quote unquote battled against Texas Tech. They fell 65 to 79, but still Texas Tech is a very, very solid team. So, you know, they, they are a different team compared to last year. They seem like they have definitely a lot more talent. This is a portal melting pot. Everyone but one freshman is a transfer that actually sees minutes. It's their entire starting lineup is full of transfers Every single one of them is a transfer and they, they have just some like, it's just so weird. I've never seen a team with that many transfers uh, in a D1 program. I feel like the chemistry would be way off with that. Yeah, this is just what the what the, the transfer portal does to, to, the, to teams and programs. I mean, credit to them to going into it and grabbing a bunch of guys that's now playing minutes and starting for, for their squad. Interesting, though, is their center, Wahib. He started his career at Georgetown, played for two years, and then his junior year 
transferred to Maryland, started every game but one, and guess what? Our guy is back at Georgetown for his senior year, and you know he started there. He's getting it there, which is a pretty uh, interesting you know path for him. But uh, just had to point the, point that one out there for you. I've never heard of that. I've never heard of a transfer going from one school transferring to another one and then transferring back. But hey, you know it is what it is. Uh, I guess if if you got to do it, you got to do it. So that's like. That's like quitting your job and then asking for your, your job back after you quit. <laughs> that's so sad. That is really actually like that's that's a perfect uh, metaphor for it. Let's break down their, uh, like I said, their player melting pot. Um, their guard, Primo Spears, he's averaging a little bit over 16 points a game with a little over four assists. But their sharpshooter is the one that you really need to be worried about. His name's Jay Heath. He is a transfer from Arizona State. Averages around 14 points a game. But Zach, he's 45% from the arc. That's a serious uh, three-point percentage. And, you know, averaging four, 14 points as well. Like, you know, he's not their top guard, but he he starts and he's he's averaging good minutes and good points. So, like, he's definitely someone to watch out for. And 45% from three, that's, that's no joke. That's a really great percentage to have. And uh, I got to definitely be looking out for Jay Heath tomorrow. Transfer from Arizona State. The biggest issue with this orange team is that they don't really, the defense isn't that great. So I'm wondering how the orange will cope with good three point shooters. Obviously, Zach, we saw it with Colgate. They shot the lights out of the building. They just kept shooting and shooting and shooting and it really didn't work out very well. So I feel like uh, this could be definitely an issue. Jay Heath could definitely wreak havoc on this two, three zone. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, luckily their main guard and spears doesn't have the greatest three-point percentage only 25 percent from three so hopefully that will be helpful that their their main guard isn't a quite good from three which 25 percent is isn't very good at all so that i think is a benefit for the orange but definitely uh if heath can can get going here and uh is able to open up against the orange that's definitely a worrisome thing so i got to make sure uh we have uh I, I mean this is definitely in the scouting information so these guys know that you know, he's uh, someone to be watching out for. So let's look at the big men. Obviously, the biggest issue with the orange has been rebounding. The forwards have not been rebounding very well. So Wahab comes into it a little bit under seven rebounds a game and then a cook, a cook. He is a 6'10 forward. He averages a little bit over seven rebounds a game. So they've got good big men. And obviously, the biggest issue is going to be you know, Jesse winning as many rebounds as he can, but also the forwards for the orange trying to get in there and doing whatever they can to stop the big men. Yeah. I have a feeling these, these big men, I will admit, I haven't seen any tape on these guys, but just being Georgetown in this rivalry game, I do think they will be aggressive and they will be gritty. So it'll be interesting to see how Jesse and our forwards manage these guys. Uh, it will be really interesting to see that. Another thing about a cook is he's at, he's averaging two blocks a game. So that's quite quite the high margin for for blocks. So it'll be interesting to see if he's able to shut anyone out and uh, see if he can uh, keep that total up. Yeah, two blocks a game is like like Jesse numbers. That is that is really really high, especially for a forward. So and, and if you're interested, Wahab is six uh, eleven. So I mean, regardless, they've got a bunch of size, and it's going to be 
Uh, definitely a battle in the paint for sure. This is going to be a game of celebration. The Cuse are honoring Pearl Washington and Coach Beheim as members of the Ring of Honor in a ceremony on game day. It's going to be very uh, fun, you know, fun atmosphere. There's going to be a lot of fans. Obviously, it's a Cuse-Georgetown rivalry, and it's going to be on prime time, but, or not prime time, it's going to be on national television. But, um, you know, looking at this 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 rivalry, Zach, this Cuse-Georgetown rivalry, would you say that it is one of the best in college basketball history without without bias? It's definitely up there. I will say the only downside to it is we're not in the same conference and the two programs, especially where Georgetown is currently, they're not, it's not the same teams. You know, Georgetown is down bad and a lot of people would argue Syracuse is not the same either. So I do think that impacts the, the rivalry a little, a little bit. We're not like Duke UNC. We're nothing compared to that. So, but overall, I do think this is a fantastic rivalry that also has a ton of history. And I, I think mainly the history is what what's it's keeping this rivalry alive. If we didn't have the history, then things would definitely boil out. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that doesn't really answer your question, but that, that's that's what I got for you, Cam. <laughs> Obviously, the Big East, any sort of Big East route or, you know, Big East game, you know, Cuse and UConn or Cuse and, and um, Georgetown is going to be big. Cuse St. John's is, is big too. There's just a ton of history that went on in the Big East back in the day, and that's definitely when a lot of fans really started to love this program and really started to see, you know, it on a national level because the Big East back in the day was just it was huge. So, um, where can you catch it? Obviously, Saturday the 10th at the Dome on NBC at 1 p.m. I ask you this every time, Zach, who needs to have a great game for the Orange? Who are you looking to see really step up? I think I got to go with uh, our forward position, whether that's Chris Bell, whether that's Malik Brown, whether that's, you know, Justin Taylor, John Bullerjack. We really need that position to to contribute and in a big way. And I'm still cheering for someone to really be solidified in that position. Yeah, I agree with you. We need to see some sort of consistency out there. Obviously, Malik Brown is the one that had the best game in the forward position last time. Um, you could argue that Benny had a pretty solid game, too. He had a triple single. <laughs> he uh, he had a pretty good game, though. So all joking aside, we definitely need to see some consistency from the forward position, whether that's from Chris Bell, hopefully having a good game, whether it's Justin Taylor, John Bolajak, just anybody out there. Having a good game. This is going to be a fun atmosphere. And uh, if you're a fan, make sure you go enjoy the game. If you're not going to go to the game, make sure you tune it on. Um, it's going to be a very, very fun one. So until we hear from you next, which will be after the Georgetown game, we will talk to you soon. Let's go, Cuse.